The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Echo, echo, echo. But welcome back to Farlands or Bust, the booming introduction, because... Speaking of booming introduction, let's keep that guy at a distance. Because it is episode 511. That means we have been walking to the Farlands for a 500 episodes straight. Well, more or less. Some of the episodes we've done other things other than walking. Uh, particularly not in the westerly direction or, or maybe getting sidetracked by other milestones. But episode 511 here on Saturday, September 26th, 2015 marks the 500th episode since episode 11, obviously, when we, uh, when we actually left. When we first had the idea. Well, it wasn't the first time I had the idea, but when we first actually actively said, let us collect our things, let us grab the diamond sword of spawn pointiness, let us face west and head on out towards these fabled far lands for which we have heard of, and we did so. That was on March 28th, 2011. 2011. Good googly boogly. That sounds like a completely different planet, <laughs> doesn't it not? That's crazy. But yeah, Wolf Wolfie thinks it's a completely different planet. He wasn't even there. He was. He only came in on uh, in July, I believe. It was episode 32. Was that July? But uh, or was it June? It might have been June. No, it was June. It was definitely June. June, definitely, definitely June. When we got Wolfie here. But uh, yeah, since episode 11, and now it's episode 511. We got the golden apple of episode 311-ness. I suppose, statistically speaking, we would theoretically have to wait until episode 611, or 622 even, maybe, to get the next golden apple, just based on the 0.08% chance of finding a golden apple in any given spawner. But uh, hopefully, hopefully something uh, interesting happens here today. I have nothing planned. I have nothing planned. I've stopped stopped planning things for special events, for special milestones. Uh, just like episode 500 was kind of like, this is just episode 500. And then uh, episode 500, you know, it's, it's really it's really now not so much about the episode numbers as it is about the, the total dates or the total uh, charity raised uh, for Child's Play Charity, which brings me to my next point. We are now up to $4,654 raised for Child's Play Charity this season, season six of Farlands or Bust. Over at farlandsorbust.com is where you can check the latest numbers for that and also donate if you so choose to want to do so. And with your donation, you can always ask a question. And I, I, I reached out and said, I'm running out of questions at the end of the last episode and... Turned around and now we got a now we got a notepad full of questions. So thank you everybody who has donated, asked questions, give me things to talk about, etc. etc. Oh, that's a pig. That was just a pig, Wolfie. That was just a pig. Oh, speaking of pigs, I guess we can we could use a pig. Hello, pig. Prepare to get wolfied. Boop. Insta wolfied, but no 
No meat from that. This pig was dry. Hello, Wolfie. Yellow. Boop. As was this. Dang it. So yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Pretty crazy stuff indeed. We're trying to raise uh, $60,000 this season, and that that's the milestone we're actually concerned about, because once we raise that total, then we will finally hold the next Flobathon and press F3 at the end of that to find out how far we've, we've walked. If you would like to know how large your Minecraft world can become after walking in one direction for 500 episodes for over four years, we are currently, just before I started this episode, I checked, and we are at 18,664 megabytes for the world save in Minecraft. Just the, the physical disk space it takes up. So that's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's just, you know, obviously there are, there are much bigger worlds that exist. Uh, you could have a much smaller world, but make the file size much larger simply by having a bunch of complicated structures or a lot of negative space, or not a lot of negative, not a lot of negative space. Uh, sky blocks, these are technically sky blocks, don't take up a lot of memory, but if you start to place things within the sky blocks, then, then it will. Uh, but whoa, whoa, alright, we've fallen in a trench. It is the trench of episode 511-ness. There's your special thing, everybody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very cool stuff, and I do appreciate all the, the support. If Minecraft, if Minecraft doesn't follow through with some amazingness, the real world certainly has, because tomorrow, Sunday, the night of Sunday, September 27th, we are going to have a lunar eclipse! A supermoon lunar eclipse, as it has been dubbed. And honestly, in my personal opinion, for whatever reason, it seems to have been the last four or five years, maybe a little bit more, but... Uh, it's been the very recent history where people suddenly are all obsessed about the supermoon, the supermoon, the supermoon. It's really not that rare of an occurrence, my friends. Uh, supermoon is simply a buzzword coined to when there is a full moon, when the moon is at its apogee, just like... Uh, uh, the, 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 the apoapsis and periapsis in Kerbal Space Program. The apogee and perigee, or is it the perigee? Either way, one of the G's uh, around its orbit of Earth, because the, moon, the moon's orbit isn't perfectly circular, so it actually varies, just like even the Earth. The Earth's orbit isn't perfectly circular around the Sun, so our distance to the Sun actually changes as the Earth orbits. The distance to the Moon changes as the, Earth, as the Moon orbits, excuse me. And uh, it so happens that this full moon is going to take place during the time when the moon is at its closest in the orbit, which means it appears slightly larger, like 16% larger than, than the smallest moon, I think, is just the variability on, on the size. Uh, and it also just so happens that this time there is a lunar eclipse. A lunar eclipse is when the moon passes behind the Earth and the Earth's shadow covers the moon, uh, as opposed to a solar eclipse is when the moon comes in front of the Earth, in front of the Earth and the sun, and then blocks the sun. A little bit more dramatic, a little bit more rare, but uh, there actually was a lunar eclipse, but only mostly visible via Antarctica. Whenever there is a, I'm sorry, a solar eclipse, but uh, visible from Antarctica two weeks ago, 
Whenever there is a solar eclipse, there will be a lunar eclipse because the the, the geometry is all there. So yeah, now that uh, the moon is full, we're getting the lunar eclipse, and this is a good one because it is it is favoring those those populated, I suppose, Western populations. It is going to be visible through Western Europe, the UK, the the Spains, the Frances, and whatnot. Uh, all through the Atlantic, obviously, but hopefully nobody lives out there. <laughs> hopefully nobody's stranded at sea out there. Uh, and then, of course, the eastern North Americas and all of South America is going to be able to see the entirety of the lunar eclipse. The western United States is going to see the lunar eclipse already in progress as the moon rises. During a full moon, the sun will set, and because the moon is exactly opposite the sun, as the sun sets, the moon will rise, so just at moonrise, for me particularly here in Arizona, for, for those of you on the west coast, California, wherever you're at, uh, the, the, the lunar eclipse will be in progress as the moon rises, which could be interesting. I'm trying to consider going somewhere, because there are some interesting landscapes to the east where the moon will be rising, so it might be kind of cool to see the moon rise over some some mountains or, 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 or desert highlands, I suppose. I'm not much of an astrophotographer, uh, so it would really just be going to enjoy the sights myself. Uh, of course, the flip side idea would be probably best to stay at home and bust out the old telescope. Uh, of course, there's really not much difference you can see through a telescope for a lunar eclipse, other than just seeing it slightly larger, I suppose. But... Uh, it's really best just viewed with the, the naked eye. Maybe if you want to get out binoculars, that's that's great too. Uh, but yeah, that's happening. Like I said, the night Sunday night, Sunday night into Monday morning is the the evening in which that transpires. So, like in Europe, in the UK, it's actually going to be in progress as the sun is going to rise as the moon is setting. So in the in the wee early morning, in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, you can all in enjoy the lunar eclipse, but kind of cool things. The kind of one of the more frequent astronomical phenomena that you can uh, take part in, and like I said, really doesn't require much except for clear skies to to enjoy. So clear skies to all. Hopefully, uh, I will. I'll see. Since it is at sunset, it's it's good timing. But I'll I'll see what I can do to to catch. It at moonrise, and it lasts uh, a good many hours, because the the umbra, as it were, the like, see, see, it's a full moon right now. As the sun sets, the moon rises. This would be the the, uh, the eclipse is in progress. the The shadow of the Earth is actually much larger than the moon, uh, as opposed to when the moon passes in front of the sun. The moon is pretty much exactly the same size as the sun. Uh, so a lunar eclipse tends to last longer than a solar eclipse. Uh, so it, it it gives you some time, and it'll turn a nice a nice deep red color because there's all the haze through the the Earth atmosphere and refraction and whatever, and all that fun crazy light bendy stuff. But uh, yeah, I just want to let you guys know about that. And let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. <sighs> And a lunar eclipseness. So yeah, here is the moon set. Oh, as the moon was setting, if you were in Europe, that's pretty much when the the lunar eclipse would be transpiring for you. 
but oh, Wolfie, how did you how do you take some damage here, you nut? Sometimes I feel like a nut. Uh, Wolfie always does. Uh, um, so yeah, that's that's some neat stuff to to look out for. In other news, as we walk through this basin wasteland looking place with the sand creeping in and some random cacti and pigs frolicking on the horizon. Right now, as we speak, as I record and as you watch on Saturday, TwitchCon, TwitchCon is going on. TwitchCon being the first convention for Twitch, uh, all surrounding the Twitch live streaming gaming community. That's happening in San Francisco. I obviously am not there. I personally don't feel exactly 100% or even 25% in tuned or or on on uh, on base with the Twitch community, the Twitch interface, the Twitch ecosystem, if you will. Uh, so I didn't feel like that was an appropriate place for me to go. Perhaps in future times, as things evolve, I don't know. I can't say. But, uh, yeah, that's actually going on right now. And then some news out of that. I didn't watch the keynote. It felt... I watched a little bit of it, but then it started to feel a lot like an Apple event, like an Apple press event, where you very awkwardly have all these journalists applauding what is essentially a complicated press release. (laughs) It's like, aren't you guys supposed to be just, uh, you know, reporting on this stuff and then perhaps even being critical of this stuff, but you're applauding every new feature that comes out and it's just it's very awkward and very very uh a little bit excessive let's pat ourselves on the back situation but that's beside the point i digress uh the news supposedly out of the keynote from the ceo is that obviously there was a big hubble blue as youtube and youtube gaming attempted and continues to attempt to get into the game live stream arena infringing upon Twitch's market. Now Twitch is going the other way and next year they are going to start to implement video uploads much like YouTube's video uploads. Obviously they are 100% focused on the gaming side of things obviously so I don't know that you'll have the vlogs or the slow-mo guys or you know that sort of stuff to compete with but They'll be allowing video uploads and also video playlists so that a channel can have pre-recorded video, either that or pre-recorded past broadcasts, continuously playing on their channel even if they aren't particularly live. So like right now if you go to my channel and I'm not live streaming, you'll just get the little screen that says, oh, this is Kurt J-Max channel, not, not live or not broadcasting at the moment or whatever. And then you could go back and look at my videos through what I think is kind of a convoluted way to try to find past broadcasts uh, and then play those on your own. But this way, there will constantly be bit video playing that you don't have control over. Uh, like, like it, it's just basically like playing a video live, I guess, is kind of what it's like. Although I wouldn't have to be live streaming at the time. Kind of like how I, uh, during Twitch Tuesday, I, I broadcast the Farlands or Bust episode. Except, uh, in this case, I suppose that would be kind of a interesting thing to just, like, give them an entire playlist. I'm not gonna use a bed as a boat. I'm gonna use a boat as a boat. 
I could just give them the Farlands bus playlist and just have that play from episode one and see how long it takes in, in rapid succession. That would be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. And the gut knee-jerk reaction by many of the community was, oh, it's a YouTube killer. Rip YouTube because YouTube gaming isn't going all that well. Now Twitch is getting into the YouTube sphere. I wouldn't call it that so soon. It it has to be used. It It almost, to me... They feel like completely separate platforms. Um, so YouTube clearly has the uploaded, pre-recorded, video-on-demand situation on lockdown. And Twitch has the, the gaming live stream situation on lockdown. Uh, it just seems like those are the separate stages, the separate... Uh, what, what, what was I calling it before? They feel like different medias entirely, different genres different uh yeah different media genres entirely like between the radio and and tv or something like that uh it's hard to compare apples to um fish <laughs> is, is kind of where we're coming from but yeah that's going to be an interesting development we'll see how that goes i personally haven't seen that much change i've been using twitch since I believe my first Twitch broadcast was the first Flavathon back in November? Was it November 2011? I think it was November. Back in November 2011, when it was actually, I, when I first signed up and got the partnership, it was Justin TV. Like, you could sign up to Twitch, but you had to have a Justin TV account, and I had to be partnered through Justin TV, not Twitch, because Twitch itself didn't have partnerships. Uh, of course, that has since shut down. But that was, uh, you know, I've been with it a while, and I honestly haven't seen that much change. Some stuff has changed, but I haven't seen that much change about the inf... Well, I'm sure it's all behind the scenes, and and, and if, it, if it is upgraded uh, properly, then that means we wouldn't notice it. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to note or think of any game-changing thing that they could change all at once. Even YouTube gaming seemed like it was going to be a game-changing thing. Uh, how many more times can I say the word game? Uh, but then it came out and it's like, oh, it's just a, 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 like a mobile site for YouTube's gaming category is really all it is. It's really, it's not a whole new site. It's not a whole new platform or anything like that. The live streaming has slightly and incrementally improved, which hopefully they continue to improve if they actually truly want to keep that up, but... Uh, yeah, I don't see it as a 100% game changer. Um, I'm also... I'm, I'm, I don't know why. It, it, it just might be a little... Hello. <laughs> Random staircase down to nowhere. Wow, Kevin God, that scared the bejeebus out of me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Coming through. Thank you. Uh, the, uh... What was I saying? Did that hurt you really bad? Or Yeah, you're right. The Twitch. I'm still... I don't know. Maybe I'm just like an old curmudgeon about it, but Twitch kind of feels like the young, hip, teenager with the loud music and and the overcrowded parties at, at, at conventions, and I don't know. It's hard for me, myself, to feel like... Which is probably another reason I didn't decide to go to TwitchCon. Uh, to feel like that is a space... For me, what with all the the bright purple and and all the esports, which is the main you know 
draw, at least as far as actual number of viewers is concerned. Uh, so it's it's just hard for me to see myself be ingrained in Twitch. You know, people always ask, oh, are you, would you ever leave YouTube to do Twitch like some people do full-time or this, that, or the other? Uh, and it's just, I don't, the, the, the uh, I don't know what it is, the, the culture uh, or, or whatever, and there's certainly a lot within YouTube I don't feel like matching the, the culture, but uh, there, there's the little space that myself and people like me have, have seemed to have carved out, at least in, in YouTube. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a tough, a tough sell, and, you know, people always ask, oh, why don't you have a subscribe button or or this that or the other and uh well i mean nobody's ever done a good job of selling that to me i guess somebody somebody at twitch would have to really convince me why this is a good idea versus that and why it would be better to stream more often here and and do this that or the other or kind of get you know sign a new contract or whatever that may or may not prevent you from doing certain things on YouTube of similar nature, and uh, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm just in kind of a weird space. I still, you know, I'm still, Twitch Tuesday is definitely a thing that continues on. I'm, I'm liking the occasional romps into, into Twitch and live streaming, and like I said, it is a completely different format. That's the word I was looking for, format, not, not genre. Format, for me, which is why less and less I have been actually taking Twitch recordings, Twitch streams, and bringing them to YouTube because I think this, the different formats it, it doesn't work. Some people I know there's there's a there's a group of people who just want to see vods, just straight up unedited uh, videos from Twitch onto YouTube. Uh, but I just I still don't feel like what with the whoa, what with the chat interaction and tip the chip tip jars and uh, kind of just a, di a different format entirely. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still... It, 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 it's an evolving process, and, and we will continue to evolve with it. Will we not, Wolfie? No? No, you, you care not about Twitch. You're not on Twitch too much, so I guess you don't have that much of an opinion. You're just on Twitch during... Uh, once a year-ish during uh, Flabathons, I guess. But, uh, yeah, alright. As the, as the sun sets once again, let us make another elevated hidey hole. There's a lot of snow. I'm getting sick of the snow this season. We're going through a lot of snow biomes. Oops. Yeah, Wolfie knows about it too. It's it's freezing his little little paws off. You dang tundras. So hopefully over this horizon we will find some not snow and continue on to the farlands. <laughs> and uh twitchness, I guess, something or other. I guess. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I am just full of it today, aren't I? I'm always full of it. <laughs> um, so yeah, continuing on here, let's answer some questions, at least, from donors. This is one that was uh, on the list of leftovers, some previous donations from, a, whoa, okay, O-T-A-C-K-E. Otake. It sounds like a, a genre of anime. Otake, although it doesn't spell like it. Otaki. Otaki has asked, What's the thing 
the thing you've done and regret most in your life. We're getting deep, down and deep here in Far Lands of Bust. How do you cope with it? Well, oh, let's keep the compass. Uh, well, I mean, there I can instantaneously think of many things, uh, certain things of more importance than others, or more weight even than others. But I'm not going to share those with you, obviously. When you ask somebody what their greatest regrets are, those tend to be personal things. Um, usually bad things as well. Personal and bad things tend to, to not be uh, will, willfully shared uh, loosey-goosey. Uh, at, least, at, least, at least in these circles, <laughs> I tells you. Maybe, maybe over there, you young whippersnappers on Twitch just go, go wild and crazy sharing your regrets and embarrassments throughout your lives, but not here on YouTube. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, obviously I'm far from perfect as a human being, and, and there are times where I've made certain choices or, or, or maybe hurt certain people or this, that, or the other, or, or had this amount of selfishness when I could have been more of this, and uh, that, that sort of stuff. I don't plan on getting into, uh, no offense, <laughs> y'all are my friends, but y'all are my Farland friends. There's a separate, separate categories, separate, separate genres, if you will, <laughs> if we can stay on topic there. Um, so yeah, there, there's certainly plenty. I can say certainly something in regards to what I'm doing now, YouTube and whatever. I very much regret not starting Let's Plays and, and YouTube in general earlier than I did. I had seen, uh, obviously I knew about YouTube, I've had my account since, what, 2008 or something like that? I can't remember. But, uh, you know, I, I'd seen videos of people playing video games on YouTube well before it was even like a popular thing. And, and, and even then I was kind of, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like I really then started to look into it and started watching uh, okay, I'll see one channel. Somebody just uploads funny little dopey clips. Uh, you know, it, this is before the partner program or before people could make a job out of it or anything like that. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, and they're, they're funny. Oh, it's really funny to see somebody else watching a video or playing a video game. This is, this is a thing. I, I just lack that certain, I suppose, inventive or entrepreneurial spirit or spark in my brain where normally that should have converted into... This is a cool thing that I can see myself enjoying. I'm pretty sure there is a large group of other people in the world who would enjoy something similar, so let me get in on this, because it seems fun for me, but also it seems like we could be on the cusp, on, on the, the leading edge of, of this thing. Uh, I mean, even, you know, that was way back in the day, even, even later on in 2010, when I first heard of Minecraft and then heard, saw uh, X playing Minecraft on YouTube and getting like absolutely addicted. Like so, I know some of you message me or, or other people, other YouTubers saying, oh, I, I found your thing and I've watched since episode one. I just had to go back uh, and watch it all. You know, I just watched it all at once and blah, 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 blah. Or UHC, I watched all of season three UHC at once because I was so addicting. I did that with X's Adventures in Minecraft. He had his first, it was kind of, it was probably only about like 20 or 30 episodes uh, before he, he he 
made a boat and and went out on an adventure and then took a little bit of a break, I guess. Uh, but I like all at once I watched all of those, and then I found the Yogs cast and I started. I went all the way back to their first uh, Minecraft video and started watching that progression of of videos and, and that series. And even you know that was back in the late summer of 2010. And even then, to have started back then, you know, I think Etho started then, CoStar started then, obviously Paul Soros Jr. started then, uh, and uh, I think Good started then. I don't know why I didn't take that next step. And it might not have made a difference. It might not have made a, a lick of difference. It might have actually been a worse thing, because maybe, maybe I wouldn't have come up with the Farlands idea, because the Farlands didn't exist back then. Maybe I wouldn't have kept up with it. Maybe I would have made a few videos or, or whatever and then been discouraged or had other things in life take precedent. Ooh, excuse me, like a burp. Burp! That burp took precedent. Uh, so, you know, the butterfly flaps its wings and, and all this other stuff changes. Or, on the flip side, uh, I could have gotten into it early, uh, built a, a lot of that early audience. Uh, I mean, even, you know, you're looking at it, uh, PewDiePie didn't start. I don't even think he started until after I did, did he? Uh, or at least he wasn't. He didn't start to to gain subscribers until after then. So it, it's really not so much about popularity or money or, or 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 something like that. It's just, oh, why did I, you know, I stayed in the job that I didn't like for an additional, you know, year, uh, you know, because I didn't decide to try this sooner or whatever. So yeah, that that is 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 you can mark that in the regret field. All other things the same. That I didn't just jump on it sooner, I guess, you know? It's just one of those uh, bizarre things. I obviously jumped into it soon, at least, as far as the history of things are concerned. So, uh, you know, March of 2011 was still the early, the heydays of, of, of YouTube gaming, the gaming community on YouTube, Let's Plays and whatever. Uh, so I'm still, I guess I... I might not, I might not have, uh, you know, the fastest start off the line, but I, I eventually start off the line at least, and I'm, I'm slightly, at least, kind of, at least, I'm in the race, but I'm, I'm in the, the back of the field. So if I can, if I can bring an, an autosport analogy into it, so yeah, that, that's something uh, I, I certainly do regret. I mean, there's a lot of stuff with like school and college. Uh, I regret not, and I've mentioned this before. I regret not exploring other fields. And taking other classes, I kind of was just one track on, I need to get this many credits in this major, in these fields, to get the degree that I'm going for. And uh, it was all about just counting credits and, and meeting those prerequisites to, to then graduate at, at exactly four years in college and university. And I feel like I missed out on a lot of other opportunities and in exploring other interests, definitely. Uh, so yeah, everybody has little regrets or whatever, and suppose it's not necessarily about dwelling over them. Although I'm an expert at that, I am I am well versed in in dwellage, <laughs> in the dwellage of regrets. But the you know kind of learning from them, and okay, maybe maybe the next time I see something, I see something big or something that that not even something big, just something that interests me. Instead of just being like, oh, that's neat, and then forgetting about it or moving on or not getting involved, maybe get involved. Maybe try to try to turn it into something more than simply an interest or more than simply uh, a consumer of something. Turn around and maybe try to be a producer of that thing to 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 enrich. 
the lives of you and those around you. <laughs> bing! I can just see a little, little rainbow star going off. The more you know, bing! So yeah, everybody has those things, but uh, I do appreciate that question. Um, and, and I hope that, I hope that uh, very succinctly answered it for you. Ah, uh, let's see if I can't find another one. Here we go. Speaking of Wolfie and, and dogs, I wasn't at all speaking of them, but... Juananbo, Juananbo, Juananbo. It, uh, asks, why did you choose that breed of your dog, Eva? Eva is an Australian cattle dog, or a, a healer, a red healer. There's also the blue healer. Uh, and uh, Queensland healer is something else that they're always called. I don't know. I, I, I just really like the... I suppose it was kind of an aesthetic choice. I really like the, the kind of mottled, the kind of speckled, not just one color... Uh, she was mostly red at first, but a lot of more of that black, the the blue technically is is what it is, is kind of coming through in her coat. So I really like the color, the the kind of they're not. I don't like big dogs in particular. Uh, anything like forty pounds or more, like a, a black lab or any sort of lab or you know just really big dogs. They seem kind of clumsy to me, in my opinion. Uh, just probably because they're hard to handle. They just seem like a bag of two-by-fours running around. <laughs> if that's an image you can have. Uh, so I wanted a smaller dog. I like the herding dogs. They're intelligent. Uh, I, I did... Uh, I was in the family. There was a, a corgi, which uh, I really liked, and I know the corgi is kind of the, the dog of the internet, but I don't like how short the corgis are. Uh, they really couldn't... You know, I wanted a dog that could go on hikes, that could play frisbee and fetch. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, it's just all a... Uh, those, those arrangements of choices, but then I did, even within the, the Australian cattle dog, I chose specifically uh, when I was talking, whoa, to the uh, the place I was going to adopt her from. I was like, I kind of want one that's smaller. On the smaller side, they they tend to come between 30 and 40, 45. Uh, on, the, on the beefier side, uh, up to 50 pounds even. Uh, but I wanted a smaller one, just because uh, I prefer... Uh, slightly smaller dogs, but uh, yeah, that's why I chose, and I think I, I lucked out quite well. We got a nice, calm dog that is uh, not not too crazy or needs too much attention. A nice, compact size, friendly with people. Uh, maybe not so much with other dogs, but that's all right. That's you know you can't win them all. And uh, oh, we've done bad things. Oh yeah, we've done very bad things actually. Um. Ah, Wolfie! What was that? What'd you do that for? Oh, you dingus. Alright, um, what can we do with this? Oh, we can actually just turn this into our hidey hole. Why don't we do that? Uh, Wolfie, oh, or just go into the tube, you know, whatever. Uh, I think we can turn this into our hidey hole. As long as no creepers fall on us, am I right? All right. Uh, are you gonna come in here or? Yeah. All right. Have a seat. Have a. Oh, you. <laughs> all right. I've got to close this off. Apparently. Are you gonna come through here now again? Hello. Hello. We're running out of time. Bad stuff is going to come through more so than just yourself. There you go. Have a seat. Well done. All right. We're gonna have Wolfie hang out on the inside here with us, 
at the end of episode 511. Nothing too crazy happened. Nothing too crazy, but I think we had some good topics. Kind of talked about the history of, of starting YouTube and, and my thoughts on that and where YouTube and Twitch is going. A pretty appropriate thing for a little bit of a milestone like this. So uh, I do appreciate everybody who has donated, who, who has... Uh, given questions and topics for me to talk about that is much appreciated and of course the the big thing that comes out of that is getting toys books games to kids in hospitals around the world am i right or am i right 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 so that is what child's play charity does and we got a, a super duper extra large underground end of the episode hidey hole here today and we've got wolfie here along for the ride and uh what was i gonna do i was going to make some beds let's do that one two three one two three one two three one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Still got to figure out what to do with these pink wool. I should have marked episode 500 with them, maybe, but uh, maybe we'll just place a sign in the hidey hole. Why not? And also make a boat for the next episode. Or maybe, you know, two boats and a pressure plate. Um, all right, so let's place a sign. Let's place a bed, first of all, and then place a sign. Marking this momentous but otherwise <laughs> underwhelming ooh, footsteps, underwhelming achievement, episode 511, Far Lands, or a how about Flob, on September 26, 2015, no regrets! No regret, no re regid, Regis Philbins, no regrets. There we go. That should be the title of the episode that I will forget to make the title of the episode when I publish the video. Right, Wolfie? He looks away in shame. Uh, so yeah, thank you everybody for, for joining me and for some of you for following along for 500 and possibly 511 episodes. We will continue next Tuesday with this series and continue walking to the far lands and continue donating to charity at farlandsbus.com thank you so much for watching my name is kurt i will see you next time <laughs>